Happy Monday, full week ahead. Yeah, it's Monday. Hope you had a good weekend. That's right. Hope you were in church this last weekend. If yes. not, make sure you catch the sermon. That's right. We're in Matthew chapter 23, as well as Proverbs 23 today. And oh, by the way, this is between the lines, if you didn't already know, because the title is right there on the phone. And do we need to say it every time? Yeah, maybe. I, I, don't I don't know. know. I, well, when I listen to other podcasts, they always do, so I figure oh. we're supposed to. It's just right. neither one of us can really get the title right. <laughs> Call it between the two lines, the yeah. two ferns. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you want to start reading? Yeah, let's do it. Matthew chapter 23, verse 1. It's, uh, now, just real quick, This the context is... is and we saw this on Friday or on Saturday. If you're reading through the text, yeah, and I hope it, you did. If you yeah. if you didn't, go back and read the yep. Saturday and Sundays. That's chapters 21. And it's 22. very important because Jesus comes to Jerusalem, and now we begin the really the whole uh, the it's holy the passion week. week. Passion week. Yeah, passion week. He's gonna. You're gonna see the whole week is just gonna. You're you're getting to this this it's culminating. Yeah, it's getting to this place where they're gonna eventually take him. Yeah. So all of this is happening in Jerusalem. So then Jesus said to the crowds and to his disciples, the teachers of the religious law and the Pharisees are the official interpreters of the law of Moses. And so practice and obey whatever they tell you. And I'm sure all the religious leaders are smiling. All right, good. But then he says, but don't follow their example. For they don't practice what they teach. They crush people with unbearable religious demands and never lift a finger to ease the burden. And bear in mind that these people were very popular in Jesus's day. So he's mm-hmm. not saying something where everybody is already thinking that they don't like the Pharisees. We we think of how we don't like the Pharisees today, but they were they were admired. They were highly respected. This yeah. is like Hollywood of their day where everybody wanted to know what they were doing yeah. and what they're up to. And, and also to be fair, because I think sometimes we can read this, at least millennials can read this and go, yeah, this is why I'm against organized religion. It's just all, that's what Jesus was against. Not, no, no it wasn't. To, to know these Pharisees, they were horribly corrupt, yeah. taking advantage of people. And so this is what Jesus is But even out. as corrupt as they were, he still said, practice and obey what they tell you. Yeah. He just said, don't follow their example. Right. So he wasn't running down any kind of organized no. religion. No, he still went he to the synagogue. He was running down the hypocrisy. Yeah, he still went yes. to the synagogue and to the temple, and it was the leaders to put him to death. Verse 5 says, everything they do is for show. On their arms, they wear extra wide prayer boxes with scripture verses inside, and they wear robes with extra long tassels, and they love to sit at the head of the table at banquets and in the seats of honor in the synagogues. They love their to receive their respectful greetings as they walk in the marketplace and to be called rabbi. Don't let anyone call you rabbi, for you have only one teacher, and all of you are equal as brothers and sisters. And don't address anyone here on earth as father, for what? only what? God wait, is wait, your wait, father wait, wait, in heaven. Wait, wait, what? What? I know, right? This is a very you Catholic. You want to read that again? <laughs> don't address anyone here on earth as father, for only God in heaven is your father. Now, you we know, can, I, always, I can call you dad. Yeah, yeah. That's not what he's talking about. Right. But I would say, unless you disagree, I would say this does go against... Catholic idea of calling the priest I father. I do, and, and I always know that I'm in trouble when someone comes up to me and they call me Reverend. Yeah. You know, Reverend Ziegler. It's like, Reverend Ziegler. <laughs> it's like, I know I'm in trouble then. And uh, and I want people to know that I'm not revered. I, I, I don't mind that some people call me Pastor Scott, but the fact of the matter is I, I'm just Scott. I'm just a regular guy. And uh, we just assume people understand that while I pour myself into doing ministry and understanding the Bible as best I can, I'm very leery of these titles that people insist on being called. Not me. You can call me Most Holy Reverend. I'm okay. No, I'm joking. <laughs> and then verse 11, the greatest among you must be your servant. <laughs> verse 10, it says, and don't let anyone call you teacher, for you only have one teacher, the Messiah. The greatest among you must be your servant. But those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. That's a fantastic verse. Mm, we are to live our life every day, even today, just thinking, how can I humble myself today? 
How the can lower I you go, the higher you fly. That's right. What sorrow awaits you teachers of religious law and you Pharisees, you hypocrites, for you shut the door in the kingdom of heaven in people's faces. You won't go in yourselves and you don't let others enter either. That's... I mean, you wonder why they put him to death. That's mm-hmm. that's yeah. in your face. Yeah, and he, he was, I mean, yeah, he was asking for it. What sorrow awaits you, teachers of religious law, and you Pharisees, you hypocrites, for you cross land and sea to make one convert, and then you turn that person into twice the child of hell that you yourselves are. Wow. Blind guides, what sorrow awaits you? For you say that it means nothing to swear by God's temple, but that is the binding swear by the gold in the temple blind fools, which is more important, the gold or the temple that makes the gold sacred? And you say that you swear by the altar is not binding, but to swear by the gifts on the altar is binding. How blind. For which is more important, the gift on the altar or the altar that makes the gift sacred? What he's pointing out here is that they had written in a lot of their commentary, Mishnah, commentaries on the law. They were trying to say that they could say this, but not that, and that, but not this. And it was, he's just pointing out all the hypocrisy behind all of these things. Because mm-hmm. for Jesus, it's always about the heart. It's really yeah. about the heart that matters. And, and you see, Jesus hates the added rules. Yeah. Let's, let's just stick with what's in scripture. And the added rules is the legalism. The, that and it gets, yeah, it gets everybody in trouble. Verse 20, when you swear by the altar, you are swearing by it and by everything on it. And when you swear by the temple, you are swearing by it and by God who lives in it. And when you swear by heaven, you are swearing by the throne of God and by God who sits on the throne, which is why in the in the Sermon on the Mount, he just said, just let your yay be yay and your nay be nay. Just, what, just give an answer. You don't have to add all these other words to it to try to get, make, give it more power. Just let your word be the power. What sorrow awaits you, teachers of religious law and you Pharisees, hypocrites, for you're careful to tithe even the tiniest income from your herb gardens, but you ignore the most important aspects of the law, that is the weightier parts of the law, justice, mercy, and faith. You should tithe, but do not neglect the more important things. Blind guides, you strain your water so you won't accidentally swallow a gnat, but you swallow a camel. Again, Jesus is all about hyperbole. And I I think in the original language, this is funny. Uh, I think so too. What sorrow awaits you, teachers of religious law and you Pharisees, hypocrites, for you're so careful to clean the outside of the cup and the dish, But inside, you are filthy, full of greed and self-indulgence. Of course, it's the inside of the cup that matters. You blind Pharisees, first wash the inside of the cup and the dish, and then the outside will become clean too. What sorrow awaits you, teachers of religious law and you Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are like whitewashed tombs, beautiful on the outside, but filled on the inside with dead people's bones and all sorts of impurity. Outwardly, you look like righteous people, but inwardly your hearts are filled with hypocrisy and lawlessness. And all of this was true. And, and Jesus was protecting people, helping them understand that they are not to follow after the hypocrisy of these Pharisees that he's talking about. But yet you can imagine what was on the look of the faces of those guys as they're hearing Jesus. They were just getting angrier and angrier and angrier. What sorrow awaits you, teachers of religious law and you Pharisees, hypocrites, for you build tombs for the prophets and your ancestors and your ancestors killed and you decorate the monuments of the godly people your ancestors destroyed. In other words, it's the people that were like you that put them to death in the first place. You decorate their tombs, but it was people like you that put them to death. Then you say, if we had lived in the days of our ancestors, we would never have joined them in killing the prophets. But in saying that, 
you testify against yourselves that you are indeed the descendants of those who murdered the prophets. Go ahead and finish what your ancestors started. Snakes, sons of vipers, how will you escape the judgment of hell? Therefore, I am sending you prophets and wise men and teachers of religious law, but you will kill some by crucifixion, his disciples, and you will flog others with whips in your synagogues, chasing them from city to city. As a result, you will be held responsible for the murder of all godly people of all time. Because in doing so, when, when they are flogging or beating or crucifying modern prophets that Jesus is sending them, then in that sense, they are approving of what was done to the prophets prior to them that they were supposedly honoring, but in their hearts were not. As a result, you will be held responsible for the murder of all godly people of all time, from the murder of righteous Abel to the murder of Zechariah, son of Berechiah, whom you killed in the temple between the sanctuary and the altar. I tell you the truth, this judgment will fall on this generation. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones God's messengers. How often have I wanted to gather your children together as a hen protects her chicks beneath her wings, but you wouldn't let me. And you see the compassion of Jesus come through. Even in this, this condemning language by saying, how dare you, what you have done. And then he comes back and says, how often have I tried to be compassionate and loving and caring for you, but yeah, you, you refused it. You see the compassion in these words of, it's like my favorite thing to do at night right now is before bed, the girl, my daughters jump into bed with me and they, they jump into my arms. It's like my favorite thing in the world is just to hold them and watch like a little show with them. Just hold my girls like the, the best thing ever. They feel their love from their father and I feel love from them. This is the the really the wording and the feel that, that Jesus has that he's speaking hard, but he, he there's this, it's from this, this heart says, of I deep love. You, love. But you are rejecting. He said, you would not. And now look, your house is abandoned and desolate. For I tell you, you will never see me again until you say, blessings on the one who comes in the name of the Lord, which would be the return of Jesus. Yeah. Now that's the context, but you also think about the people that we're going to run into today, maybe work with shoulder to shoulder today in the office, that person who just seems to have it out for you because you're Christian or makes fun of you because you go to church or they just seem so far from Christ. It is a good thing to remember. Jesus has a deep, deep love for them, more than we do. And that does change how we accept the words that they say or how they even act. That really God does. has a deep love for them. Yeah, it really does. All right, verse 9, uh, Proverbs. Let's go to, over to Proverbs. I'm sorry, Proverbs 23. Yeah. And uh, verse 9, Junior, why don't you take that? Yeah, it says, Don't waste your breath on fools, for they will despise the wisest advice. You know, one of the things that you've taught me, Dad, is, you know, when people come in to meet with you, one of the first things you try to figure out is do they actually want advice or do they just want you to co-sign under what they're already going to do? Yeah. And that's kind of where this verse comes from, right? Yeah. I have learned, usually when people are looking for advice, they're, they're trying to collect all, they're, they're trying to collect the yeas and the nays. They're, they want, they're looking for people that are going to agree with them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they've already got their mind made and up. And I've been so, guilty of that before. Yeah, I have too. I, I usually ask the question, have you already made, your, have you already made up your mind or yeah. you honestly trying to search out what you're going to do yeah. because it, it doesn't make any sense to create division. It's really what you're doing when you give a, give an opinion to somebody when they've got their mind made up already. I'm, not, I'm either going to create division between me and them or between, between them and the other people who have given advice if they've already got their mind made up. So don't waste your breath on that. 
Yeah. And said, look for people who are honestly searching and wanting to know wisdom. Yeah. Every conversation is an investment, and sometimes there's just bad investments. Yeah. You know? Well, look a lot of good, good stuff in this chapter, so we encourage you to read Proverbs 23. And again, thanks so much for joining us today. We'll see you tomorrow. Mm-hmm.